How does the Beetlejuice fucking theme go? <laughs> Were you about to sing the Undertale song? What? <laughs> it's podcast time. I don't know. It's podcast. <laughs> I've watched podcast. the podcast 127 <laughs> times and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. So yeah, a, I think I'm qualified. It's a good it's a good endorsement of our podcast. Yeah, thanks, Beetlejuice. Thank you, Beetlejuice. I really appreciate it. Hi, my name is Jackson McMurray. <laughs> my name is Alan McMurray. And I'm Beetlejuice. I'm here too. Fuck, we shouldn't be saying I, his name. This is a def- bit. This has been a bit, but we definitely just said it a couple of times, and we can't keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, we came it's definitely been really, like four really times. close. I don't think he, I don't know. I didn't start the music. I don't know. I I just don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. There are so many unknowns in my life. I think we only each said it once just then. Just then, yeah. Um, so I don't know if that counts as two times or one each. I don't know what the rules are. Are we doing... But just we, to be safe, let's just not anymore. Let's just not anymore. We don't know what's going to happen. So, Jackson, you made the mistake of bringing up Undertale, and I have a question for you. <laughs> okay, I guess. Best song in Undertale thoughts. You've played um, it. You know. Y- yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to it because there's a lot of really fucking good songs in it. Yeah, say what you will about Undertale. Uh, the music fucking slaps. And this is um, more just a, bo- a joke about Bone Trossel, but like genuinely, <laughs> it fucking slaps. And I'm yeah. not afraid to say it. I was really into Bone Trassel for a, a hot minute, but I yeah. feel like it sort of loses its novelty after a while as a song. Yeah. It doesn't have as much staying power as, like, some of the more dramatic songs. Yeah. Like, um, fucking, what's the music that plays when you fucking fight King Asgore? It's just like one. It's, like, just, like, this intense, like, cool music, and you're like, oh, I feel so cool as the player right now. Watch me kill <laughs> right. my dad, or whatever happens in Undertale. I don't remember. <laughs> Did you hear the one song that he wrote for Pokemon Sword and Shield? No, I didn't. They let Toby write a song in Pokemon. And it's so weird because it's like a battle theme that totally sounds like Pokemon, but it also totally sounds like Toby Fox at the same yeah. time. It's really fun. Um, I mean, but okay, but like for real though, for real though, like Megalovania is kind of unimpeachable. Like it's hard to argue yeah. with Megalovania. Because it just, it just does slap. Like there's no. Yeah. The there's reason a reason that it's, it's a such a big deal. Is because yeah. it fucking slaps. Like, right. It really, truly does. I mean, Toby Fox wrote that for a fucking, uh, oh, what's the video game with Ness in it? No, Mother. he wrote. Wait, no. Are you talking about Megalovania? He wrote Megalovania for Homestuck. No, I thought he wrote it for his mod of mo- his Halloween mod of Mother Three, and then it was used in Homestuck, and then he oh, used maybe it in Undertale. Either could way, be, could be. Bone Trussell has been in a lot of really like cringy things, and still Toby <laughs> Fox was like, "But I gotta, but it's really good though. I gotta <laughs> use it because it fucking slaps." 
we once I get a good streaming setup, we gotta bring back the video series we tried to get going where we just play shitty Pokemon mods made by middle schoolers again. Oh hell yeah, dude. That was so fun. Back when we were first trying to dip our toes into like making content on the internet. Anna and Adeline and I started this, we recorded a couple of videos of us, like, I would dig up these, like, shitty, like, ROM hacks of Pokemon Fire Red that were, like, definitely made by, like, 14-year-olds, and we would play them, and they were so fucking good. They're all, like, super edgy. What was it? Like, Pokemon <laughs> Cops or, like, you arrest the yeah, pedophile Pokemon or something? Cops. Yeah. Every time you would go into a house, it would be, like, there would be, like, somebody getting raped or murdered inside. <laughs> then you but, it's just, but it's just the Pokemon. Jail. It's just the Pokemon sprites. So they're exactly. just standing there. <laughs> and then some middle schoolers written dialogue where it's, like, oh, no, my husband stabbed me. And it's, like... <laughs> I guess that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd like take him to jail. It was like a fucking gritty cop story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon Emerald. Pikachu's like smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was, it so, was good. so fucking good. So Jackson. Um, yeah, what's up? I would like to... Now, I don't have any justification for this, but the image has just popped into my head and it, it's okay. become relevant because of our discussion. Uh, it's just Beetlejuice, but with the glowy eye, like he's Sans Undertale. <laughs> okay, I feel like this is your responsibility, not mine. And, no, but I, I will, I will do this, and we will put it on the Twitter. But just like, doesn't that, doesn't that just seem to fit within his character? It's got a powerful energy for sure. Yeah, don't you? It just, it works. It's like and Adeline. I just, I need to be clear. You did just say it again, and we're on fucking thin ice. Oh, we're on so fucking thin ice. Let's do it per person because okay, because otherwise we, be we just lost. Yeah, yeah, then when we would be dead, and we would have been would be killed over. by by BJ himself. The man, don't call him BJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a mistake many have made, and you have fallen into <laughs> the same tiger trap. Uh, so today we're okay. So you know how like they call Macbeth like the Scottish play. Yeah. Like, how are we going to refer to this you can't movie? Say, we can't say that one also. We can't oh, say Oh, we can't say the things. Scottish play either? Okay. No, Jackson. Right. God. Well, no, you can say the Scottish play. That's how you subvert it. I know, but you can't say the name. You said okay, the name. Okay, well, well, you get three before he appears, so we did That's... one, and I'm sorry. Wait, who appears? <laughs> well, move on. The titular role in the Scottish play. Wait, is that what happens? He just shows up? <laughs> <laughs> he shows up and then he kills you and becomes king of whatever you were king of. He's already oh, king of Scotland. And I gotcha. Now... And then his wife like has a mental breakdown about it. Yeah. Um. But um. So okay. So no Scottish. So anyway, my point is, how are we going to refer to this movie? We need like a like a proper placeholder. We can just call it. We can call the man juicy, and. <laughs> Okay, we call and him the, Juicy. And we'll call the movie Juicy's Fun Time Parade. The Juicy Movie. The Juicy Movie. <laughs> An extremely juicy movie. <laughs> See, it's foolproof. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the movie is <laughs> the ext- an extremely juicy movie. Yes, it and is. And the man is juicy. I like, yeah. I like that a lot. Let's hope and pray to God that we can stick with it. Because otherwise, there will be dire consequences. This is, 
Not to get off topic one more time, but just one okay. more time. Have you ever said Macbeth around a theater kid and watched that theater kid react and just want to slap that theater kid in the face? <laughs> yeah, Have you I ever know. had that experience? <laughs> it's just yeah. like, bro. It's like, if it's like a 45-year-old like theater technician... Yeah. It's like maybe like you've lived enough to like have had something bad happen one time that makes you sort of superstitious about it. And obviously yeah. you're not like literally prone to believe that it will happen, but that's the thing about superstition is that it's just kind of fun to play along, you know. Yeah. But when you're 15, it's like just fucking shut up. It's because uh, <laughs> it's like weirdly like they're trying to like be like oh I know something that you don't I'm, I'm in really the into theater yeah I know these things and it's like David we're in the same class shut the fuck up <laughs> is there a story for why the Scottish play is a is a curse no it's cursed because of the witches I don't think that's right is that a thing I thought that was a thing <laughs> well a lot of plays have witches. Okay, uh, no, only this one. <laughs> okay, only the on. very juicy play. Uh, Are you Googling why Macbeth is uh, Yeah, I am. So I just recording... fucking said it. God, fuck, whatever. That was the third... Yeah, listen, he's in I my mean, room. you said it twice. You said it twice, I only said it once. Okay, well, he's already here, so I don't know. <laughs> is he really? Oh, you only get two for Macbeth? God, I know, yeah, listen... <laughs> It, I guess the fact that just that I means... was talking shit about it, I think, is what pushed him over the right. edge. Um, well, I guess that's good. Now we just know that we're off the hook. Yeah, we don't like, have to worry is... about him anymore. Yeah, does I mean, he he's seem be... cool? He's being pretty cool. He's just kind of he keeps knocking on the books off my bookshelf, but like I could just pick those back up. That's not really a problem. What are you the king of? What's he gonna become the king of when he? I don't know. He hasn't you. killed me yet. What's that, Macbeth? Oh, okay. He says I'm a woman, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, so he just doesn't kill you if you're a woman? Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. See, that's very Mac- polite of him. I didn't know yeah. Macbeth was so woke. Yeah, that's really cool of you, Macbeth. <laughs> oh, what are you saying? Oh, she-boss? Yeah, I am one of those. Yeah. <laughs> you built this podcast from the ground up. Yeah, uh-huh. In my pantsuit that I own. <laughs> Shoulder pads, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Macbeth, what are you saying? The shoulder pads, they are Gucci. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> uh, so apparently, according to Wikipedia, there's not like a singular thing. The most common belief is that um, Macbeth was a really popular play. So when theaters were like really hurting, they would usually do Macbeth to like get butts in seats. Oh. So it was like, oh, if you're doing Macbeth, it means things aren't going so well for you. So that just means, like... It's haunted. So somehow that transmogrified into the play is haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I, is, like, whatever. It's like the high school musical of high school musicals. <laughs> you, know, um, you know your high school theater department is doing bad when it starts doing high school musical. <laughs> or, like, Shrek the musical. Yeah. Um, uh, mm, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so. Our high school definitely didn't do both of those last year. 
Oh, there's a tab on this Wikipedia page called Cleansing Rituals. Let me take a oh, look at this. Yeah. Oh, we have to do that now because I did it. Oh, okay, okay. When the name of the play is spoken in a theater tradition or in a podcast recording studio, yeah, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. tradition <laughs> requires the person who spoke it to leave, <laughs> perform oh. traditional cleansing rituals, and be invited back in. The rituals oh, are I supposed have to, leave to- and do Yeah, hold on. Let me see what kind of rituals you have to do. They're supposed to ward off the evil that uttering the play's name is feared to bring on. The rituals include turning three times, spitting over one's left shoulder, swearing, and reciting a line from another of Shakespeare's plays. I think, uh, I think wait, wait, we wait, can wait, apply wait, the same rules to Juicy. Yeah, no, this will definitely work for the Juicy Man. But okay. so one of them was swearing, you said? Yes. So, <laughs> so here's what you this, have to do. No, it's painted in this scenario. So your friend Dave, who works, who's also doing community theater with you, he he's just being a big douche, and he says he says it. He says the mm-hmm. damn thing three times in a row, <laughs> and the right. director points at him, eyes made of fire, <laughs> and tells him to leave. And yeah. you just see Dave go outside, go fuck, and then immediately <laughs> yeah. walk back inside. That's what this this is what Wikipedia wants you to do. Yeah. So Adeline, what you need to do right now, and I'm yeah, gonna uh-huh. do it too, because this I think it'll all purpose, it'll cleanse. Yeah, we'll just juice. cleanse everything. We'll get a Yeah, start. and then we can start over. We need to uh need to we're not gonna leave because maybe if we like take off our headphones, that counts as sort of leaving the podcast space. Um, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, Stand uh-huh. up, mm-hmm. turn around three times, spit uh-huh. over your left shoulder, say a curse uh-huh. word, and then recite a line from a Shakespeare play. Are we are we doing all of those things? I yeah, you have to, to do, do those one. things in that order. Oh, you have to do all. Oh, God, I can't remember. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. You can you can stay okay. on the line. Are we not doing this at the same time? No. Okay, I'm standing up. I have to take off my headphones in order to turn around. Yeah. Uh huh. This is great Two. content. This is amazing. Three getting dizzy. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Uh, Jackson, your vertigo. Jackson, spin over no. my left shoulder. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bastard. <laughs> and um, thou, O oh wall, O oh sweet, O oh lovely wall. Okay, now you go. Amazing. Okay, what was it? Spin, spin, spin three swear. times. Spit, swear, Shakespeare line. Okay, spin, spit, swear, Shakespeare. Uh huh. Okay, okay. The four okay. the four S's. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I don't know if the which thing can pick up audio, I'm just gonna see it's both. Okay, I'm spinning. Don't get dizzy, I got dizzy. Dewey. <laughs> You're a coward, I don't you didn't know actually what spit. I pick up the audio or not, because I don't have my headphones in. Uh piss. <laughs> and then Alas, poor Yorick. I knew thee well. Or wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, wait. Or no, that's Hamlet. Oh, bye, Macbeth. I got confused because I thought that was from the Scottish play, and I was like, doesn't count. But it, it was Hamlet. I forgot. And that was that's the Hammy man. Um, Jackson, okay, Hamlet's good. gonna show up in your room now. God <laughs> fucking damn it. No, we can't, we can't do this for everything. <laughs> All um, right. Anyway. Okay, good that we've done that. We just gotta remember the four S's. Yep, spin, uh-huh. spit, swear, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Um, okay. Which means we have a free pass now for two juicies if we choose to Yeah, you can them. drop a juicy if it's funny enough for the goop. You can <laughs> right. drop a juicy. All right. Okay. 
So, okay. So we talked about an extremely juicy movie today on the yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really good movie. Yeah, no. I I watched this for the first time when I was probably like 14, I think. Like 13 or 14. Because I feel like it's just one of those movies when you're getting a little bit older and your parents start showing you like, you know, some older movies, some more yeah. grown up movies. Like it's adult like, things. Yeah, like one of those ones. And it definitely freaked me out, like maybe a little bit more than it should have at that age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like just the vibe of it i mean that is the this movie's strongest element is its vibe which is supremely disconcerting um it has this weird sort of like whimsically existential sort of i don't know it's like existentially scary while also being goofy as fuck yeah which is like as an adult, I'm like, hell yeah. Like, this movie, we talked about it when we did The Conjuring, but, like, I I, I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but if I do, I believe in the kind of idea that, like, they're just, they're just people, bro. I don't know why you, why you, why you, <laughs> right. why you so scared, homie. Not malevolent spirits. Yeah, so, like, this, like, totally scratches my itch of, like, nice ghost movies, where it's, like, we are, like... We have, like, 100% explained why the ghosts are doing what they're doing and, like, seeing them as, showing them as, like, people instead of just, like, scaly. Like, I really right. like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Cool. Um, it's a very juicy movie. <laughs> it's an extremely juicy movie, if I do say so myself. Um, That's the sequel. An extremely <laughs> juicy movie. Um. So, uh, sorry, let me bring up my notes uh, super quick. But yeah, like, there's a certain... Because it wasn't necessarily just that there were, like, freaky, practical, like, monsters in it that scared me. It was just, like, this whole idea of, like, just being dead and being stuck somewhere forever. Yeah. Like, the idea of, like, there is an afterlife, and it's not, like, hell, but it does just kind of fucking suck, though. Yeah, and, and it's like, not, like, there's not, like, a good option either. It's just, like, yeah, it fucking sucks, bro. I don't know what you want us to tell you. Like, yeah, it's, it's like just it sucks bad. pretty much as much as the regular world does, if we're being frank. <laughs> You're just, like, yeah. maybe a little bit worse. You're, like, oh, no. Okay, well, fuck, oh, that man. sucks. Well. Um... But it's just, like, something, like, inherently about that, I, like, just the concept of, like, eternally anything, you know? Mm-hmm. For some reason at 13, like, really got under my skin. Um, and, you know, as an adult, I guess I've just built up more walls around <laughs> the, the, existentialism. The, the fear of death. But, yeah. like, the, it's just, I don't know. And... But even still, like, this movie is kind of freaky sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think about that moment where they're in the waiting room and they say something like, oh, man, we didn't sign up for this or whatever. And, like, the woman behind the counter is like, oh, yeah, if I had known what I know now, I wouldn't have made my big mistake. And she, like, shows that she's, like, slit her wrists. And you're like, fuck, that (laughs) is really upsetting. Like, it's it's kind of played as a joke, but that's, like, tremendously sad and scary. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I made the mistake of the first time 
that uh, Barbara goes outside and she goes into the Mars sands, which they never explain, but it's fine. That uh-uh. just like, I just made the mistake of like thinking about it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of horrifying, actually. This is scary. <laughs> like, just like, you're fucking stuck in this house, and these people are gonna do whatever the fuck they want to it. Because, like, at the very <clears> beginning <throat> of the movie, they very much establish it as their space. Not, not when they're living, of course, because it's their house, but, like, after they die, right, right. we, like, see them, like, come to grips with being dead inside the house, and we see them interact with the house in all these fun, kooky ways, like, even when they're dead. So, like, they very mm-hmm. much establish the house as, like, being, like, their space. So when the Dietzes come in and they just, like, totally change everything, it feels like, like, it does such a good job of, like, making that space feel like it's been taken away. And then now they're just, like, fucking in the attic forever. Like, it's, it's, they do a <laughs> right. good job of, like, making it uncomfortable and, like, making it scary. It's like, oh, crap, they are just, like, stuck in there. Yeah, it's... I guess it's, like, I don't know, and this movie has, like, obviously its whole thing is that it's just, like, has this total devil-may-care attitude about death and eternity and, like, Yeah, eternity hell. is really the one. See, <laughs> yeah. I just started a job, which means I have to go, I had to go through, like, a lot of trainings and stuff and, uh, like, learning things that I didn't know and a lot of, like, bureaucracy with, like, stuff with, like, corporate and stuff. So, like, right. when they, like, go places, and they're like, did you do this thing? And they're like, oh, I didn't I didn't know I had to do this thing. And they're like, well, fucking, god, bitch, you're, like, a month behind on this thing. And they're just like, oh, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I just, like, I felt that. Like, that, like, terror right. of, like, oh, I'm doing something wrong, but I don't know how I'm doing it wrong or how to fix it. And nobody's telling me anything, so I guess I'm just gonna fucking die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, just, like, having no control over th- everything. And I think the, like, themes of, like, bureaucracy and, like, mundane kind of, like, horror have become super big of, like, the the company that, like, owns your soul. Like, that kind of theme has become <laughs> right, very yeah. popular. And I don't think Beetlejuice started that idea in any capacity. And I no, just no, no. said the... I just named the very juicy movie, but... <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You get one more before you have to do the ritual again. And no, I did. That was my first one. I know. That's why I mean. You but, can't wait, wait until after you've said the third one, because then it'll be that, too late. That's fair. That's really fair. Then the juicy man is going to show up. <laughs> yeah, then juicy's going to come kick <laughs> your ass. Which is worse, do you think? The juicy man or the bye-bye man? <laughs> I don't know. We should do the bye-bye man. What if that movie's actually scary, though? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um... So, okay, there have been rumblings of a sequel to Beetlejuice for the last, like, five or so years. For some reason, like, every few months, somebody is like, oh, Tim Burton's gonna direct a Beetlejuice sequel, they said they were gonna do it, and Michael Keaton's gonna come back and do Beetlejuice again, and, like, it's the sort of weird thing where it's, like, there's literally no information besides that, like, Warner Brothers said they would do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been like five years and it hasn't made any real headlong at all. Yeah. And like every year that passes, Michael Keaton gets a year older as people tend to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't think. I don't think we're actually doing it. I don't it. think we are going to do that Listen. for two reasons. First of all, uh, Michael Keaton's pretty old now and I don't think he could pull off this whole thing again. 
Yeah, like I think no this was shade a to Michael thing. Keaton. Like no shade to Michael Keaton. This is a performance that you cannot give once you're older than maybe like forty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's because it's such a fucking amazing performance. Like, it's a compliment. (laughs) You can't do this again because it was so amazing. Well, yeah, just in terms of the energy, like, how much raw energy there is and how much physical sort of. He's doing shit. Yeah, he's, like, doing so much. And, like, if you can imagine fucking 65 year old modern Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> trying to do this, it would just, it would be sad. Yeah. I don't think well, it would unless be as bad. I think, I think if it was a plot point, but I kind of hate the plot point of like, oh, X person has gotten older now. And yeah, I'm no. like, uh-huh, That would be no good. Also, yeah. Beetlejuice is a fucking sex pervert. Also, also. We yeah. would, we would not want to have that now, I think. Yeah, like, it was like. Yeah, the way I think this movie, the way that the characters handle it is fine because everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's a fucking pervert," and we all hate him. Like that's right. great. <laughs> I'm and glad look, that nobody likes Beetlejuice, but right. the movie likes Beetlejuice, and the movie wants you to like Beetlejuice, even though all the characters are like, "Hey, this pervo is bad news." It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't right. change the fact that the movie is named after him, and he's being a pervert the whole yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> and just to be clear, I don't necessarily think. Think there's anything like problematic or harmful about this movie no. because because of the reasons you said like the way it interacts with it and yeah. like and also because he's a fucking he's like he's not a person <laughs> like, I can't also this true <laughs> it's, first of all I just I just think that it would feel very different if this movie came out like today yeah well because not I in think the sense would... that it would be any different I just don't think people would show up for it in the same way no I don't think anybody I don't think anybody would come to support. <laughs> The juicy Beetlejuice man, again. a very lovable pervert. Like, yeah, <laughs> if you're, like, walking into a theater, you're like, oh, hell yeah, this is it, 2022, we're here to see Beetlejuice 2, Beetletooth. And, like, the movie opens, and it's like, ah, I'm Beetlejuice, and he's, like, looking up ladies' skirts and, like, fucking yeah. touching their butts and stuff. Marrying like, a child. Yeah, exactly. You'd just be like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I should be here. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, first of all, I'd be like, uh, post Me Too movement, we can't keep doing this. Also, like, <laughs> right. it would, like, I feel like the movie would, like, almost, like, have to address it, and then uh, it would yeah. be ruined. It would be, like, looking they behind have... the curtain in The Wizard of Oz and be like, oh, he was actually a pervert. And you're like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, they would have some, like, 19-year-old girl character who's like, I want to be a scientist. And then Beetlejuice would show up and touch her butt or whatever, and she'd be like, that is not appropriate! And yeah. she'd get really indignant, like, Beetlejuice would learn a lesson about feminism or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. I'm, what if the, I'm what if modeling the movie this after Beetlejuice... Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Yep, 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 yep. What if I would come to a movie that's just like, all right, Beetlejuice, sit down. We're going to make you woke in, in the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> Where it's like, Beetlejuice, we love you, you're a very lovable pervert, but you have to stop. <laughs> what if that was, like, the whole tagline for the movie? It yeah. was just like, Beetlejuice is woke now. It's like, <laughs> Beetlejuice 2, woke Beetlejuice. <laughs> and you sit down in the theaters, and Beetlejuice is just like, gentrification is a serious problem that we need to take seriously in this country. <laughs> You're you like, need to stop saying powwows when you talk to people in small groups, because it's, like, way not okay. <laughs> and then he, like, touches his crotch or something. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then he <laughs> squeezes his ball sack and it makes a honk honk noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so another <laughs> another thing about Beelzebub too is that our good friend Timbo, Tim Burton, mm. he is not a sequels guy. He's the type of uh, there are two things. Like, w- part of me respects Tim Burton for being like, I did this thing and it was cool. I don't want to make a sequel. I think I did what I want to do. And like, part of right. me is like, yeah, I think that I think that's cool, and that's a healthy mindset to have with like your art, especially like with the movie industry, just being like, I did what I wanted to do, and I'm fine with how it is, and I don't want to add on anymore or like work out another story to do another mm-hmm. thing. It's like, all right, I respect that. But at the same time, because it's Tim Burton, I know it also has that twinge of, like, elitism. Like, uh, I'm not going to make right. a sequel like Hollywood wants me to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's both of those things, and I don't like that second thing, because... <laughs> right. Like, that's one thing for people, like, a regular person to be like, uh, Hollywood sucks, nothing good comes out of Hollywood. And it's another thing for a person in Hollywood to say that. It's like, <laughs> right, fuck, yeah. bro. You know you're part of the problem, asswipe. You know right. that, right? Like, By the way, Adeline, when you make that picture of Beetlejuice with the Sands Undertale eye, you gotta make yep, it yep, say yep. Beetlejuice is woke now underneath it. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. You got it. You okay. got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but, okay. But apparently, from what I've heard... Mm-hmm. They they were, by all accounts, planning on making a Beetlejuice sequel at one point, like in the 80s when it was fresh. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That just never really came together, and the pitch was supposed to be like... I don't know if there was really a pitch, but the idea was just that it would like take place in Hawaii. It was like, oh, what, yeah, if we, yeah. what if we put Beetlejuice in a Hawaiian shirt, and they were like, here's $40 million, go for it. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I would fucking show up for that, though. Yeah, absolutely. God, if you're like, here's Beetlejuice, he's on a beach, I would just be like, fuck, dude, hell yeah. <laughs> like, sipping out of a coconut? Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Like, at one point, you know there would be a goof where he's got on, like, the coconut bra, and yeah. you'd be like, oh, this is funny. This is funny You get funny to see stuff. his shitty body, and he's doing yeah. a little hula dance. Yep, yep, yep. His shitty, pasty body. And, you're and like, then oh, he, like, yeah. does, like, some kind of pelvic thrust, and his skirt flies up, and he's wearing a Speedo or something. Yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah. everyone's like, ew! And you're like, hell yeah, Beetlejuice! Hell yeah, Beetlejuice! He's woke now! Yeah, he's woke he's now! He's woke now, and he's on a beach! <laughs> He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, but the Hawaiian shirt has got, like, cool, like, spooky patterns on it. And you're like, oh, I would buy that shirt. And then Hot Topic sells it. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, yeah, I can wear that shirt. Yeah, uh-huh. And he's like, hey, everybody, we gotta have a really frank conversation about the things the United States did to the nation of Hawaii. And <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, I will not be doing a hula dance because it is disrespectful to pretend that me waving my arms around is the same as an actual traditional dance. Cultural appropriation is a very serious problem that deserves <laughs> to be yeah. We forced them to become a member of the United States of America against their will. <laughs> I love woke Beetlejuice. It's so good. <laughs> Beetlejuice voice just staring directly <laughs> into the camera and be like, all right, everybody, we're having a lot of fun here, but. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of fun here today, but have you registered to vote? <laughs> oh, my God. Local it's elections just... are often just as important as presidential ones, perhaps yeah. even more important. 
It teaches yeah. you about like the electoral. The system. electoral college is a flawed system that was designed to <laughs> silence the voter. <laughs> Hey guys, God, guys, so everybody funny. who's listening, Woke Beetlejuice wants you to register to vote. Please, yes. for the love of God, <laughs> register to vote before it is too late. We, we, got, said, we, uh, we said Beetlejuice a lot when we said we, We've said Beetlejuice like 12 times. It's too late. He's it's already late. here. There's actually four of him here. It's yeah. fine. But <laughs> oh, there's somebody in chat telling us that we need to go back to Pokemon. We should get back to Pokemon. We should get back eventually. to Pokemon. We gotta because he's saying we need. To, uh, I don't know this person's gender. They're saying that um, the uh, the like CGI remake of Mewtwo Strikes Back on Netflix last year needs to be covered, and I'm I inclined forgot. to agree with them. I feel like I we need to that do that. That was the thing. That'd be um, so good. See, here's the problem. As much as I love this very juicy movie is that I don't want to talk about it anymore because I just want to talk about woke Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) I just, what are some other fun places to put woke Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. I would love to see woke Beetlejuice goes to Europe and he just talks the fuck about colonization and how it fucking sucks. (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) He's like, look at this fucking French bulldog. Anyway. Colonization ended in like the seventies, and it was way bad for all the people involved. It's just like hell yeah, woke Beetlejuice. <laughs> I like the idea that he's like he doesn't feel strongly about any one particular topic. He's just like he's woke about everything. He's so woke. Yeah. Like yeah, he goes so around, woke. like he sees like a French bulldog, and he's like, you know, many modern dog breeds are atrocities that are unhealthy <laughs> and live in pain all of their lives. Yeah. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Is is woke? I think woke Beetlejuice, he's a vegan, but he's one of those like really cool vegans. Yeah. He's like, I totally understand. Listen, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, but I personally cannot stand by while animals are mistreated in the meat industry. It's like, yeah, I totally get you, woke Beetlejuice. The real cost of meat is on the environment. And you're like, I agree, woke Beetlejuice. The leading cause of it. Guns of pollution in our waters, essentially because of the meat industry. It's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then he's like, he like gets like a suckling pig and like farts on it or something. <laughs> he, put, he puts a he puts an apple in his mouth and lays down on the plate. He's like, but not this meat industry, baby. Yeah, and then he <laughs> squeezes his balls and it makes balls. a hot <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we have to he stop looks talking up a about girl's skirt. <laughs> looks up a girl's skirt and is just like, the United States have a, has a culture of rape acceptance that dates back all the way to it's already. Fuck it, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he just puts skirt down. And he walks away. And he just like puts yeah. his head in his hand. He's like, whatever, you get it. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. Fuck it, guys, just Google anything. God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Read the news. <laughs> Multiple sources. Come on. <sighs> anyway, okay. Okay, we, we can't have, keep doing woke Beetlejuice. We have to talk about a very juicy movie. So. Okay, if anybody, uh, it is your responsibility, somebody, to draw or animate woke Beetlejuice. Woke Beetlejuice. <laughs> I'm willing this into existence. This is your moral prerogative right now 
God, we, we've talked about how we don't want to make merch because we don't think that anyone will buy it. So there's no point in making it. Right. I mean, but, not yet. But God, I would make a shirt that has <laughs> Beetlejuice with the sands on it. It just says, woke Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> I still like Beetlejuice to woke Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice is woke now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we so, open with a very normal town. And with a very normal house. Yeah. Uh, but can we just... we You can't speed past the beginning of this movie without talking about what a fucking god among men that Danny Elfman is. Because that fucking <laughs> yeah. score and that the main score's theme... really good. Because the opening credits to this movie is literally just, like, helicopter shop shots of the super small town. That's, like, all that it is. Mm-hmm. But because you've got this bumpin' theme, this Beetlejuice theme in the background, I've said the juicy name several times, and I just don't care anymore. We can't, we can't, here. we can't, yeah. We can't, it doesn't matter anymore. But, like, you've got the juicy theme going, and it's just, you you know what's up immediately. Like, all like the yeah. tone has been set perfectly just by the song. It's like, oh, we're in this small town. It's like, oh, but it's a little weird. It's a little, it's a little freaky. Like it's a little bit of right. a clown circus vibe. It's like, oh, I know what's going on here because Danny Elfman knew knew how to tell me what was going on through yeah. song. I especially I remember the moment. I don't remember what the context was, but it's that moment where they switch from whatever conversation the Maitlands are having when it sort of like just goes over into the little town. You start following the fly, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like filmically on its own, without any sound, it's sort of it's really kind of slow and would be weirdly boring, you know. Yeah, because we're like just watching a fly someone fly stops around. talking and the camera like goes over there and you spend like a solid sixty seconds like zooming closer to the thing and you're just like. Okay, I guess. But cool. In cool that, Tim. Yeah, but in that moment, the fucking Danny Elfman score, like, kicks it into fucking high gear. Yeah. It turns it up to 11 and just goes ape shit. And you're like, oh, oh what's, what's going on here? What are we like, doing? It totally sets you up for how much it's about to rip. I know, uh, yeah. And I'm very excited about it. <clears throat> See, here's the thing. Uh, woke Beetlejuice has destroyed my vocal cords. <laughs> okay. Has this also happened to you? Like, Not my really. Voice I was is just being like, responsible. No, I wasn't. I was going to all in on woke Beetlejuice and my vocal cords hurt now. <laughs> it's really important to take care of your voice, especially if you're a performer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's old Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> he's having a conversation with himself. He's got like, he's Wolf doing that thing where like Wolf every Beetlejuice time. kills the- him and says, the future is female. <laughs> she boss. <laughs> so I want to talk about how freaking, we talked about this with adaptation mm-hmm. a little bit. It's not the same thing at all, but just okay. like. People are really pretty in this movie, and I think it's really nice. Like, Gina Davis, so pretty. Yeah. Okay. I texted Anna about this. Okay. Because Catherine O'Hara is really fucking hot in this movie. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Yeah. Like, not that she's not hot now, obviously. Yeah, no, she is a very beautiful woman, yeah. But... I'm a 23-year-old boy, and I'm not in a place in my life where I could be, like, immediately I'm a 23-year-old physically... <laughs> little, little tiny boy. I'm just not in a place right now where I could be physically attracted to anybody who's over, like, 45. Not that it's bad yeah. to be over 45. That's just where I'm at in my 
yeah, no, life no, no. Cycle. She's beautiful. She's attractive. She's just, you are, it's, it's the age <laughs> gap. It just wouldn't work. Right. Yeah, exactly. I know me and modern day Catherine O'Hara just wouldn't work out. There'd be too much of a cultural <laughs> too divide. Much. Yeah. Um, but Beetlejuice era, Catherine O'Hara, I was like, yeah. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara can get it in this movie. Yeah. Um, and this is also definitely the most handsome Alec Baldwin has ever been. Oh, yeah, dude, fucking, I didn't <laughs> fucking know this was Alec Baldwin for yeah. so long, because I only know rectangle head businessman <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Like, and the like, shape of his this, head has changed. Yeah, it's not the same fucking dude. I, I don't believe that this is Alec Baldwin, because he's fucking cute in this movie. Yeah. And like, fuck, he's like a lovable dork, and he fucking, God, I got <laughs> right. such a big crush on this man. He's fucking adorable, and he's like interested in his models, and he's drinking his loving his wife juice. It's just like, ah. Uh, <laughs> He's so hot. He's like skinny and, and lanky and wears glasses. <laughs> You're yeah, like, Who's he's wearing this? his like dumb plaid shirts. He's so cute. And the fucking modern day Alec Baldwin. <laughs> God, just fucking looks like the human personification of a microaggression. It's just like. <laughs> he's so rectangular. He's so rectangular. He is a living rectangle. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's not Alec Baldwin unless, God. What happened, man? <laughs> what happened to you? I can't help but notice that we have lost a couple of viewers. We might have talked about Woke Beetlejuice for too long. Yeah, no, that's fine. Listen. <laughs> if, they, if they don't like us at our Woke Beetlejuice, they don't deserve us at our... Insert something I else. don't know. I don't even know what they want. If they're not here for Woke Beetlejuice, I don't know <laughs> what, what will make them for? happy. <laughs> um. But yeah, like that's... I, I love, I think Catherine O'Hara, or not Catherine O'Hara, sorry. She's also very, I think Gina Davis is really pretty in this movie. But, like, her fucking hair is atrocious. Maybe that's just <laughs> the 80s. But, like, Perhaps. the amorphous blob that her hair is, this entire movie is no bueno. Like, she's right. so pretty, and her hair is just, like, it's not even, like, oh, that's an 80s hairstyle that's just, like, non-fashion anymore. Like, it's literally just, like, it. It's an all-consuming blob that has no shape, and I don't <laughs> right. understand. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people in this... Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking of Catherine O'Hara and Alec Baldwin, who yeah. just, like, sort of had to grow into their stardom, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that's not true of Winona Ryder, because she was basically a star immediately, and Gina Davis immediately, immediately. retired at, like, 35 and stopped yeah, acting yeah. at a certain point, so whatever. But so anyway... <clears throat> I have a question to ask of you, Jackson, because we're talking about how hot people are. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, the Juicy Man. <laughs> hmm. Thoughts. Smash or pass? Smash or pass Juicy Man. See, Sexual assault aside. You, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, if he were woke, if it were woke Beetlejuice. Yeah, think of woke, imagine woke Beetlejuice. He does have charisma. Yeah, For yeah. sure. I think the thing that tips it over the edge into not. Or into pass, I should say. Yeah. Um, is probably the paunch. Yeah, but I, I think... would argue that you... This is an opinion that you have, Jackson, that no one is really ugly, because if you dress right. anybody up on the planet, if you put them, like, in nice clothes, mm-hmm. like, in, like, a with you put any man in a tux, in a nice tux, and he immediately becomes handsome. Right. Like, that's been your thought. I would argue that when he's wearing his stripy suit, Stripes, very slimming, suit, very slimming. I would argue there's not a lot of paunch in his stripey suit. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. It's real tricky because he does have a lot of scabs, it looks like. Yeah, he's a, he's a kind of oozy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, like, but, I would you say, know, I it think... depends. Would you have sex outside? If the answer is yes, maybe you're into Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, before you brought up that just mind-blowing opinion, um, <laughs> that... <laughs> I was going to say, like, I think looking at, I've been looking at the stream and looking at uh, the title of the box cover. I'm going to keep saying box cover. <laughs> box Fuck you, Jackson. Cover. Okay. The poster of Beetlejuice. I think I think this Beetlejuice is a pass because, like, he's kind of cleaned up. He's wearing his signature stripy suit. He doesn't have any oozy scabs. I think, I think that's a smash. <laughs> right. I would argue there are points in this movie where it is a pass. Right. I think mm-hmm. I would think that uh, him doing the commercial where he's got on like the cowboy hat and he's just like <laughs> yeah. screaming. I think that's a pass. <laughs> Can I just say that commercial is so fucking good? I'm gonna oh, read you so a transcript of what he says at the end of that. Okay? Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's talking about his business, and then at the end he says, "I'll eat anything you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. Come on down. I'll chew on your dog." Yep, yep, yep. Uh huh. Which is the funniest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, God, this, like, he's so, such. He's so funny. There's such like chaw energy to that line. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can, can just hurl an orange him. like a thousand feet. <laughs> can just be like, oh, you did anything that you want me to eat? Uh, uh, come on down, I'll chew on your dog. <laughs> like, yeah, that it's is... just like it's perfect. God, people I just don't know. Down... There's this YouTube video that me and my friends were all obsessed with in high school called Chaw. It's just this guy with a mustache and a cowboy outfit, like just walking around saying insane things, just saying anything, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> it's so funny. And it's, it's one a of really those good one where it's he's one just of those like... like old internet videos that are really funny where. <laughs> That person did that funny thing once, and everybody loved it, and then they tried to, like, make it into a series, and then it just, like, wasn't as funny anymore. Right, yeah, and never became funny again. Yeah, but Um, that first one, goddammit. (laughs) I like to get real sopping wet, and then break into my neighbor's house and steal all their shit. Yep. It's so good. There were so many lines from that video that me and my friends in high school would just say to each other (laughs) constantly. It's so, it's so good. So for folks at home, that's Chaw, C-H-A-W. It's It's maybe the best video on the internet. Got six fingers on my left foot, or what was it? (laughs) I have like six or nine toes on my right foot. That's right. Anyway, we we can't keep talking about Chaw. We can't just do Chaw forever. But that moment where he's just like, come on down, I'll chew on your dog! It's so funny. And he just screams. Yeah, Yeah. he's so funny. And I feel like every time I watch this movie, I laugh harder at like a different thing. Yeah. For me, it was that moment where they're just like talking and then he starts screaming and his head, like, starts spinning around, like, exorcist style. And he, like, stops and grabs it. And there's just this really long, it's like a second <laughs> yeah. long wide shot of just Barbara and what's-his-face and Alec Baldwin just, like, staring at Beetlejuice while he's, like, hunched over holding his head for, like, a solid entire second. And then he just goes, don't you hate when that happens. Like, it's just, it's so, <laughs> so funny. fucking funny. <laughs> I also love... There's that moment where he's, like, down in the little miniature because they just put him back there. And he's, like, trying to get their attention. He's like, hey, come back. And then he's like, oh, man, I'm really horny. 
And then he, like, turns around and there's, like, a strip club there and all these, like, dead babes are like, hey, big boy. And he's like, yeah. Oh. And he, like, kind of starts walking towards it. And you're like, what is this? What's going yeah. on? And then you just cut back to the two of them looking down at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wearing the same expression that you were wearing just moments before. As the viewer of, like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> just like... <laughs> it's so funny and then i oh think gina goodness. davis's line is when did you build that yeah <laughs> which is really funny it's just i love so i, I think it is important to talk about because oh, okay. th- this is this is what happens whenever we watch a movie that like is wildly popular and well received and we also like where we don't talk about specifics we just talk about what we want to talk about mm-hmm. but i think it's important to talk about the many different d- Faces of Beetlejuice. There are many different kinds of Beetlejuice. I'm not talking about woke Beetlejuice. <laughs> okay. Unless, I think Broadway Beetlejuice might be woke Beetlejuice, actually, now that I maybe, think about it. Maybe we should go see Beetlejuice. Maybe we should go get coronavirus and see Beetlejuice. And yeah, and see, see Beetlejuice. Well, you can't because uh, Wolverine brought Music Man back, and so you can't watch Beetlejuice anymore, Oh, actually. did they push Beetlejuice out? Yeah, no, dude. Hugh Jackman is... killed Beetlejuice? <laughs> yeah, Hugh Jackman killed Beetlejuice. <laughs> Damn, that's sucks who would win in a fight wolverine or beetlejuice (laughs) it was wolverine actually (laughs) yeah clearly actually it was more it was the music man it was it was hank hill from the music man did you just say hank hill (laughs) yeah his name's howard hill oh that's right it is hank hill isn't it yeah (laughs) is hugh jackman playing hank hill or is he the boring other guy no he he's playing hank hill okay you can't bring okay in the year of our Lord twenty twenty. You can't bring Hugh Jackman into your Broadway show to just play the funny friend. No, he's he's the man. <laughs> but he's isn't the, the he's the music man? Who's the other guy in Music Man though? Not he's the music the guy, man. The guy that he pushes the music onto. No, no, no. He pu- he pushes the music on. There's like the mayor. There's the guy who sings Shapoopy. That guy <laughs> who's like his buddy. When was the first good musical written, do you think? I don't know. Hey, I like Music Man. I don't think Music Man is good, but I like Music Man. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I could have sworn the leads were like two guys. One of no, which no, no, is no, just no. a guy from the town, and then the Music Man shows up, and he like they like become friends or whatever. And, no, and no, then no, in the third got... act, the guy is like, but wait, you were lying this whole time? And he's like, no, but now I care. And it wasn't like that at first, babe, wait. <laughs> babe, wait, Isn't babe, it like and that? they're gay, and it's great, and woke Beetlejuice is there. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, man. it's not subtext, they're gay, get over it, it's 2020. <laughs> God, woke Beetlejuice is the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write in woke Beetlejuice on my phone. <laughs> just, just in case you ever forget. Woke Beetlejuice but, would tell me not to do that because he's he's pretty smart and he would know that that's irresponsible, but I'll still probably yeah. do it. Yeah. So here's the thing. I forgot what <laughs> we were originally talking about, but the many faces of Beetlejuice is that I right. personally have never watched the TV show. And right. I know that it is a bastardization of the original movie in it that they just make Beetlejuice like a lovable, like creepy guy and like Lydia is like his kid sidekick best friend which is like yeah which is very like 90s cartoon like that's just what we do we're all doing that we're gonna do it some more but like it's it's a fun dynamic that 
you couldn't do in a film because we've established him as a lovable pervert. So (laughs) when we get into cartoons and it can be like, oh, no, Beetlejuice is actually just like silly and he like, he likes slime and he farts and it's like, oh, isn't he silly? (laughs) Right, yeah, he's like And like, oh, Lydia says that he's handsome and he goes, eh, handsome. It's like, oh, I like this. (laughs) This is fun. Yeah, and I mean, I watched the, my Beetlejuice Blu-ray, um, not to brag or anything. Not to flex on you guys. My Beetlejuice Blu-ray, I got it at Walmart for $4. Ooh. There, It doesn't have a menu screen. It's the kind of Blu-ray that just starts playing the movie when you put what it in. What the fuck? So, like, not to flex on you guys or anything. But, yeah, I've got that Beetlejuice Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, did, it does have a couple of episodes of the animated TV show on it that I watched mm-hmm. after I finished watching it today. I kind of don't have anything to say about it. It was kind of funny. Like, there were a couple of jokes yeah. in each one. Like, I guess as far as, like, 80s cartoons go, it was pretty good. Yeah. Like, it wasn't fucking G.I. Joe. It was, like, oh, that actually, there were a couple of jokes that were kind of funny. But it's yeah. literally just, like, it's like a 15-minute TV show where, like, the two of them get up to a hijink every episode. Yeah, like, hijinks ensue, and then we get over it, and then we're done. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, okay, yeah, sure. And, like, Beetlejuice kind of doesn't look like Beetlejuice at all to me. Yeah, I know. I think, well, because they had to separate him from the lovable pervert for children's TV. We can't can't have a sex offender on our child's (laughs) TV show. (laughs) Right. Um, But, see... uh, uh, Wow, I just had a stroke. (laughs) See, this is why we don't record late, because I can't handle it, but... It, I think that the many phases of Beetlejuice is like a sliding scale, where you have animated Beetlejuice on one side and regular Beetlejuice on the other, and in the middle is Broadway Beetlejuice. And right. that, here's the thing also, because of uh, capitalism and elitism, I can't actually watch the Beetlejuice musical, but here's what I think from seeing stolen clips from TikTok, okay. is that if he, like Broadway Beetlejuice is in the middle. First of all, the... The play does a lot more stuff with Lydia and Beetlejuice's relationship in that it's more than just him wanting to marry her. They, like, kind of have a friendship. Right, right. Beetlejuice is definitely a lot more, like, lovable. He's, like, they play it like, oh, he's all alone and he wants friends because he's dead and he's stuck in the afterlife. So, like. Oh, he's all talk. He's all talk. I think they play it that, like, he is the original ghost in the house, and then they die. I think that's how they play it in the Broadway musical. That's fucking stupid. I I don't know. I kind of like that. I could be absolutely wrong, also, again, because I have no way of watching this play. (laughs) But, uh, like, he's like, he he just wants friends, and he's going to do whatever it takes to make some friends, and he's going to be a little perverted along the way. And it's like, aw, Beetlejuice. It's going to be a slime ball at some point. Yeah. I just, I feel like Beetlejuice the Musical is one of those things that I'm never, it's just like, it's, I know it's not a Tumblr thing, it's more of a TikTok thing, but regardless of whether it's Tumblr or TikTok, the energy is the same, you know? It feels like a, like the next generation of the like super hulak people are really into Beetlejuice the Musical. That's fair, but... I like it, though. <laughs> right. No, which is not to say yeah. that it's not good, but I just know it's the kind of thing that I'm never going to be able to fully engage with because well, we're of gonna, it. Well, it's going to be the Beetlejuice isn't your uwu baby because he's a registered sex offender. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
It's so like, Cade says it. that in the play he wants to marry her so he can be in the human world, which is the plot of the movie also. Yeah. I mean, it's not the it, plot of the movie. They, like, say that at the end for no reason, but, like, still. Yeah, that's, like, in the movie. why he did that. Because <laughs> yeah. you're watching the movie, and you're like, hey, Beetlejuice, why are we doing this? And he's like, uh, fucking, I want to go to the human world, I guess. And that's then it. you're like, all right, Beetlejuice. It's like Wreck-It Ralph. He's just like, oh, if yeah. I marry her, then I can go to the human world because of, like, a green card or something. And you're like, why? It's like, because I said so. I just told you. Because like, <laughs> I said so. Fuck off. Yeah, it's like, okay, whatever. Like, didn't establish that at all before. You just brought this up now that you're already doing it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you catch a two-year-old, like, in the process of doing something that they're not supposed to be doing, and you're like, hey, why are you doing that? And they're like, oh, well, you see. <laughs> um... My mom said that I could, and in this scenario, I am the babysitter, and I know that his mother did not say that he could. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I keep absolutely forgetting what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about which of the guys in the undead waiting room are funny, because I've got opinions on this. Okay, when I was little... That's the end of my thought. When, when I was little, the, what freaked me out was the prosthetics a little bit. Right. Because... Those are pretty freaky. Yeah, they're pretty freaky. They're only funny if you don't think about them. As soon as you think about them, they're not funny anymore, and then they're scary <laughs> right, yeah. again. Like, the guy with the chicken bone in his throat. I fucking right. hate that guy. He's fucking scary. Right. The guy uh-huh. uh, smoking a cigarette who burned to death while he was sleeping. That guy's fucking really? scary. But he's so he, funny, though. But he's so unsettling. The fact that his head, the, his costume is definitely just a guy sticking his face through a hole in the wall. And then right. they like, put a body underneath Like a him. grotesque skeleton body. He's just like, Yeah, 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 His big line is like, in a totally normal voice, he's just like, yeah. hey, do you want a cigarette? Like, yeah, I've been trying to cut down. <laughs> it's so and good. you're just like, all right. <laughs> really funny. Anyway, and it's I like, really you know, like... it might also be kind of funny if you were just like, hey, do you want a cigarette? Might also be funny. But might like, also be funny. the normal voice is so good. But I like, I know, I always like the, he's not, I think he's funny. I like the guy who got, like the flat guy who got run over by the car. Because <laughs> right. I, for like, he's funny, just like in his costuming. And I always think he's Robin Williams for like half a second. Every time oh, I see yeah. him, I'm like, is I don't that know Robin who he Williams? Is. And then he talks and he's not Robin Williams. So I'm like, oh, I thought that was Robin Williams. And that's it. <laughs> that's the only reason I like him because um, sometimes I think he's Robin Williams. <laughs> and the shrunken head guy is really funny, if he's only funny. because he's just quivering all the time. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like whenever you not... see him, he's just like vibrating a little bit, which is yeah, really yeah, good. Ignore the racism. It's weird that he'd be right. like that. <laughs> uh-huh, for sure, for sure. Um, well, it's like it's like the kind of like obscure racism. It's like you're not referencing any one people but it still don't feel right but right. i guess it's okay it's like yeah it's just like i don't know i don't know i don't know man. Um, i don't know what to tell you <laughs> so here's my here's my plot hole mm-hmm. everybody in the undead world like keeps their same like whole deal from when they died Except yeah. the main characters. They just look like regular yeah. folks still. No, What's people up with that? Say all the time. Well, because at the very beginning, when they get back to their house, they're still dripping wet like they got out of the river. Right. But then, you know what? What I think it is, actually, this is my... So, here, I'm going to I'm gonna expose myself live on 
the recording. So here's the thing. Okay. I was mega into the Nightmare Before Christmas when I was like in high school, middle school, like freshman year. Jackson mm-hmm, knows mm-hmm. this. Jackson yep. can make fun of me till the dogs come home. But here's uh-huh, the uh-huh. thing. Why are the dogs coming home? Usually it's cows. It's very late. Anyway. And oh. I... <laughs> I didn't even occur to me that that was wrong. Sorry, continue. <laughs> and I love The Nightmare Before Christmas so much so that, like, I had to, like, make a plot. And here's the thing about The Nightmare Before Christmas <sighs> is that they really do imply that there is lore. And they do not tell you any of it. They do not explain anything. So uh-huh. I just had to bridge all of the gaps in The Nightmare Before Christmas. For example, why is there a mayor and also a king? I have decided that the mayor is an elected position and the king is by birthright. Did Tim Burton say that? No. I just, Wait, middle no. high school it's... me was just like, that's how that works. Because Tim Burton doesn't give a shit and he's not going to tell me. No way. I thought Jack was the pumpkin king just because he, it's, he's not like an actual like official. He's like the no, prom, no, no. he's like the prom king. No, Jackson, because the mayor comes to his house the day after Halloween, and he's like, Jack, we gotta get prepared for next Halloween. I'm an elected official. I can't do it by myself. So Jack is essential to the government and the functioning of Halloween Town because the mayor doesn't actually do it by himself. Jack is essential, and yet he is not an elected official. Therefore, either... There are two... Here are my two theories about who gets to be the pumpkin king. Okay, I have it a theory, is either. Too. It is either like a blood thing, like a real royalty, where it's like, oh, Jack's father before him was the Pumpkin King, and now he is the Pumpkin King, and Jack's son will be the Pumpkin King. That's right, one he's theory. he's a figurehead. Yeah, exactly. Another theory is that it's kind of, it's more of like a prom king thing, where it's like the scariest monster gets to be the Pumpkin King, but it's also like an actual position. It's like if prom king actually then had to run the school after he became prom king. <laughs> right. That no, that's the second scenario. I no, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think his I think he just has a job. Like first of all, the mayor still has to run the city, right? Yeah. Not 100% of what they do has to do with like preparing for Halloween, right? He's got to like sign the budgets yeah. and shit. Yeah, the mayor has to like put up the parking meters. And right. Shit. The mayor is still the mayor. He runs the municipality. But Mm -hmm. Jack is just the guy who's in charge of all the Halloween stuff. And I think that's, like, his job. And the Pumpkin King is like, oh, every year they vote on a Pumpkin King, like a beauty queen or whatever, like Miss America. And he's just a well-respected member of the town. And people like him so much that the year that it happens to take place, not only was he in charge of most of the stuff, but he was also the Pumpkin King. You know what? I would not say that because I do I do not think that Jack would go into a life-altering depressive episode if he got made the prom king just one time. If it was just the one time, he would be like, wow, that was really overwhelming. And it kind of sucked the fun out of Halloween for me because I felt like I was in charge of everything and that like everything was on me. That was really stressful. I didn't like that. But we see Jack completely crumble this year under all the weight and stress of being the pumpkin king so much so that he just fucking wanders into the woods with no goal in sight in a depressive episode i don't think he's in charge of halloween he's in charge of halloween every year that's his permanent job being the pumpkin king and being in charge of halloween are disparate they're not the same thing (laughs) they're disparate (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway but it's 
I think, no, I think it is a repeated thing where he is always the Pumpkin King, whether that is a, a title that he holds or something that he wins every year. Either it's a repeated thing because it's right. starting to weigh down on him and that's what's causing him to crack when the movie happens. Also, my other counter argument would be who the fuck cares? Yeah, also. no, here's the thing. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. Tim Burton doesn't care. That's right. the thing. Yeah. So you just have to figure it the fuck out. And that's what I did all of freshman year of high school. But so here's my theory for Beetlejuice of why they they don't look like when they were dead versus why everyone else still looks like they're dead. It's because they're doing it wrong. They don't know the rules. So okay. when they died, the first thing that they did was, like, they dried all their stuff off and they, like, got situated and just, like, putzed around reading the book for a little bit. Versus all these people, I think, died immediately and then went to the waiting room immediately, like they were supposed to. So they haven't had the chance to, like, clean themselves up or get the shark off of their leg, you know? Like, they just immediately right. went to the waiting room versus, like, getting cleaned up first. But what about, like, the lady with the slit wrists or the slit throat or the, the flat guy? Well, that's... Well, we're not told how they die. I think we're supposed to assume that they drowned rather than they were, like, impaled or something. Right. So the being drowned doesn't really have a visual other than, like... But aren't there, aren't there other drowned people that are, like, blue and, like, bloated? I don't think there's the shark guy, but he's, like, kind of blue and then he's got, like... A shark on him, which is very I guess funny. maybe the cause of death was shark, not yeah, water. not water. And Arguably. you could argue that there's also a lot of times when we are showed people in the undead world where there's definitely just a colored light being shown on them. So maybe <laughs> there's just not a colored light where Barbara and what's-his-face are standing. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, what is the husband's goddamn name? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't care. It's Alec Baldwin. Um, and Alec Baldwin is there. So, okay, I have a question about Lydia. Yes. Uh, here's the situation. Yes. You, you are, I think, probably 13 or 14. Right uh, Yeah, uh-huh. And... I'm 20. You hear the... You hear your parents making love in the room next to you. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, oh my god. Like, you're kind of mature, and presumably the family dynamic is such that this probably isn't the first time it's happening. You've kind of made your peace with it, right? But yeah. you still don't like it, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, guys, quiet down in there, you grossos. Yeah. And then you walk outside, and to your perspective, you see both of your parents walk outside of their bedroom in fetish gear. Yeah, right? uh-huh. They are, they are sheets, but in your perspective, you just heard them having sex, so you're only assuming this is some sort of thing for them. Yes. So your response to this situation um, is to take out your Polaroid camera and take dozens of pictures of them while mm-hmm. chastising them <laughs> verbally. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. Um, just, I don't know, your thoughts on that, that scene in this movie. Well, I think you are making a goof. But, <laughs> but like, that's what happens in the movie, that is, though. That is what happens in the movie. I think because the movie doesn't talk about it at all, but uh, and Catherine O'Hara is Lydia's stepmother, so it's like, it's a little bit of a different relationship where it's like, it's not, they're, they have a lot of moments where they're actually very close and it's very sweet. Uh-huh. But like, it's, it's like, that's not my mom, that's just, some lady that my dad is having sex with. So when she like goes they, and like makes sure fun of them. Are you sure they ever them, say stepmom? Yeah, they say stepmom. Okay. 
Yeah, because Barbara's like, your mom and your dad, and she's like, stepmom. Like, it's it's her stepmom. <laughs> okay, I missed that. But, yeah, it's really good, and she's really goth while she says it. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like, it's not the relationship where it's like, it's your mom and dad. From your perspective at this point in the movie, it's very much like your stepmom and your okay. dad. So, like, you're very much, like, making fun of them, and, like, you're, like, trying to make them uncomfortable and, like, trying to, like, poke poke at their buttons, you know? Okay, I I no, actually, I'm not gonna say okay. I guess because that does not work for me. That's still the fucking right, weirdest fine. shit in the world to do. Okay, are you gonna look me in the eyes and say that Lydia isn't weird as shit? <laughs> not not in that particular way. I don't. That's think. fair. That's fair. That I is... do really like. I do really like how this movie kind of plays the idea of like a goth teen because like she doesn't. She feels like such a realistic and like grounded goth teen i feel like when people try to portray that kind of person they just like go fucking crazy with it in a way that isn't very realistic for the majority of goth teens like not all of us can afford all that makeup (laughs) some of us just have to have black hair and be tired all the time and that just has to be it like i like that she like has like a purple room and she like has like dark clothing but she's never like wearing like like corpse paint or anything like that i like that she just like looks like a girl for the majority of the movie i really like that i also love how the family kind of interacts with her like again you have that kind of like tense relationship with her and Catherine o'hara some of the time like when they're like at that first dinner and she's and mom's like oh let's all do our part to make this a good dinner like stuff like that but I, I do like how, like, her and the dad interact, where obviously the dad loves her very much, but is also just being an airhead and self-absorbed at the same time. But, right. like, it's it's always very clear that he loves her, even if sometimes he's being a dick. Like, even when the ghost comes up to the door and he thinks it's her, and he's like, haha, fucking stop it, I love you, kisses her on the cheek, please leave. <laughs> like, you know? Like, right, yeah. It's like this situation where it's like, he's being kind of a bad dad, because he's kind of being just like, hey, get out of here, but he's like being loving while he does it, which is very right. nice. And I also love when they're like talking about what they're going to do with the house, and Lydia's like, I think we should keep it the same. The mom's like, no, we're going to change everything. And the dad's like, don't worry, Lydia, we'll make you a dark room in the basement. Like, it, <laughs> right. it's so funny, because the way that he like reads that line it's not like mean it's just like i know that lydia would probably like that if we did that so i'm gonna say (laughs) that we're gonna do it like i I just love the way he reads it it's like oh what a nice dad he knows that his daughter is goth (laughs) right and there's something weird about the fact that like this i i don't know the script definitely wants you to think that like the the deetses are like fucking oh city bad parents like Yeah, like, bad parents, like, liberal elite, fucking, like, airheads. Bourgeoisie. Yeah, bourgeoisie, like, pigs who, like, come in and fuck up everything that's good in the world with their, like, corporate bullshit, you know? But, like, they all seem really nice and cool, is the thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, a lot of them are, like, really likable, and, like... They just seem like people who are fun to hang out with. And yeah. I really like, like Catherine O'Hara's sculptures. Like, they're yeah, all pretty no, cool, and I support so her. And, like, yeah, they wh- just all seem nice. Female boss. But, like, honestly, <laughs> like, she, don't get me wrong, she's intense. And she's, like, obviously being very rude to the ghosts. But, like, 
I give her the benefit of the doubt. Not everybody has to interact with ghosts all the time. We see her be <laughs> right. very nice to human people. If she's yeah. rude to ghosts, that's one thing. But, like, I just fucking, I love it when she's screaming at the husband. And she's like, if I am not allowed to express myself, I'm going to go crazy. And I'm going to take you with me. It's just, like, it's so, it's so good. I love her so much. By the way, Adeline, that statement you just made is going to age really poorly someday when we have our first ghost president. Yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. Um... <laughs> but hey, yeah, this no. is Beetlejuice. Just letting you know that ghosts are people too. <laughs> There's a long history of media in America that demonizes ghosts and the ghost way of life, but it's really important that we all need to educate ourselves and retrain our brains in the way that we think of the post-living. Hey, everybody. Beetlejuice comes in and he sits backwards on a chair. He says, I'm here to talk to you for a little bit. Uh, even don't use the phrase uh, demonizes because it's really offensive to <laughs> demons like myself. <laughs> it's good. It's a good. And bit. I think we all just need to take a moment to think about how the words that we use and the history of those words affects those around us. Even if we don't, even if it's old definitions or old meanings, it can still have very real effects today. And then he puts the chair back and he farts. And then, <laughs> then he takes a big dump on somebody's grave. <laughs> Okay, so we've been going for a hot second. Yeah, um, it's because this movie's really good. I'm mostly it's I'm mostly at the end of my notes. Um, yeah. One thing I just remember? think is interesting is how seemingly one of their fundamental ghost powers is to make people sing Harry Belafonte songs. Yeah, no, is, they never do explain that, do they? <laughs> which is kind of which is fine. It's pretty good. I like it. Listen, listen. T- if Tim Burton doesn't give enough of a shit to explain it, then <laughs> right. That I don't give enough of a shit to try to figure it out. And also, Catherine O'Hara is really, really good in the scene where she starts singing the song. (laughs) I wasn't going to say she was hot at that juncture, but I mean, that also too. (laughs) But she's also really good in that scene, like playing somebody who's being forced to sing a Harry Belafonte song. Yeah. I feel it. It's real. The emotion is real. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's another fucking thing they don't explain in that scene? What the fuck is up with the shrimp hands? (laughs) That's just another spooky thing. (laughs) Just another spook ghost? I don't know. But yeah, they're like, but yeah, it's just funny because the Maitlands are like, we've got to start simple. We got to learn the basics before we could do something more advanced. And then it's like smash cut to (laughs) (laughs) Harry Belafonte song and dance. (laughs) Yeah, and demonic shrimp hands. Yeah, you know the basics. Are those the basics? Like, I guess they could be. Yeah, just every every time anybody has a story, it's like, oh, the house that I grew up in is haunted. And you're like, oh, do tell. Did, like, would you, like, see people, like, in the corner of your eye in the hallway? Or would, like, teacups, like, disappear? Or, like, <laughs> would drawers open or stuff like that? They're like, no, every night my family would get up and be forced to sing a heli <laughs> a, a song. What? <laughs> it was like, heli Fuofonte. <laughs> <laughs> Harry what Belafonte. Whatever, Harry Belafonte. I can't fucking say words or... <laughs> I mean, or it was pretty helly of, when that happened. Or any kind of listening comprehension. But just like, yeah, we were forced to sing, and we would dance around, and then whatever food we were eating would turn into a demonic hand and grab our faces. And you're like, oh, yes. Simple. Basic. It's like, oh, yeah, but you can't really trust that because your brain can play tricks on you a lot of the time with that kind of thing. Yeah, and then they fucking leave. And then, 
this is my personal character growth as a person. That if Tim Burton doesn't give enough of a shit to explain something, I'm not going to try to figure it out. Cause yeah, it's not that important. Was, yeah, that was all of freshman me's life, was trying to figure out things that Tim Burton refused to explain. <laughs> and honestly, I'm happier now. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, I also Who's just want to say- Oogie Why is he in charge? Are Lock, Shock, and Barrel children? Or are they monsters? Or are they monster children? When they are adults, will they still be trick-or-treaters? Is Shock actually a witch? Who fucking knows? I don't. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, remind me, was the professor, like, piloting Oogie Boogie? No, so, okay, so that was... Because I know Oogie a... Boogie was bugs, but was the professor inside the bugs? No, 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 so that was a deleted scene. The oh, original right, right. ending. Okay, yeah. The original ending makes so much more fucking sense than they cut it. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. So you got Dr. Finkelstein. He makes Sally to be his wife. He makes Sally, uh, she's, like, his daughter instead. And he's like, oh, that fucking sucks. That's in the original. In this version, he makes Sally to be his wife, and she's Sally. She's not wifey material, at least for this gross old man. Right, she's a girl boss. So, yeah, so she's like, man, Jack is so fucking hot. I love Jack Skellington <sighs> so much. That's, I love Jack Skellington. And Dr. Finkelstein is so fucking butthurt that he's such an incel that when the woman that he creates is in love with someone else, he creates Oogie Boogie to kill Jack. And also her, and also Santa Claus. It's a little... See, Tim Burton doesn't explain that either. Of <laughs> this like, version's if, way better. So it's kind of, like... I mean, I guess it doesn't totally make sense, but, like... No, because, like, why... Who... In that scenario, who the fuck are Lock, Shock, and Barrel? And how long has he kept up this con where Oogie Boogie is, like, a person in the town that, like, everybody kind of knows and also kind of hates? That, like, is Dr. Finkelstein just, like, whenever he wants to do something shitty, does he just dress up as Oogie Boogie and then do it? Has he been doing this for years? <laughs> so Can much be- so that he's gotten Lock, Shock, and Barrel to act also get on board with it. And, like, do they know that it's Dr. Finkelstein? Are they fucking confused when they, like, leave, like, flaming shit sacks on Dr. Finkelstein's porch? Does Oogie Boogie get really mad at them later? And they're like, what the fuck? Why? Like, what? <laughs> Adeline, I, yeah. I have to stop you. No, please. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. No, please don't silence me. But um, no, but so in the in the version that we got, Oogie Boogie's just fucking bugs. He's just a bug man, <laughs> which is fine. If you want to say the boogeyman's made of bugs, it's whatever. But why, Tim? Why did you do this? <laughs> okay. Um, at the end... I really like when Alec Baldwin is driving the little car whenever you cut to a wide shot. It's just like a little toy car like flying off a desk or something. Yeah, it's really fun. It's very funny. <laughs> I Big love the Ant-Man reaction energy. shot when he drives the car off the table and you're like, oh, fuck. But then it just gets to the like the reaction shot of him just kind of like bouncing in the car seat. It's very funny. <laughs> right. Um, God. So wait, I want to ask the viewers something. Is me just like spewing all the things that I know about the Nightmare Before Christmas entertaining? Because if it is, we may have to do a Nightmare Before Christmas no, episode. No, we can't, Adeline. <laughs> I promise that we'll never no, have No, please. This. I need to vent this. 
I'm just gonna explode one day. See, this kind of thing wouldn't happen if we just had one episode where I got to vent all of it. Maybe. I mean, that is kind of what happened with Star Wars. Once we started actually doing Star Wars episode, we stopped talking about Star Wars on literally every podcast yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly. See, this would be a net gain for you. Um, but, um, so, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Like, the very last... A little bit. I mean, there's not a lot of Beetlejuice in this movie, is the thing. No, that's the thing. He's that's he's thing probably only in it for, like, a total of, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, um, but those 15 minutes are fucking gold, my Yeah, um, and you almost wonder if they were going to make a Beetlejuice sequel, if they would, like, put too much Beetlejuice in it, you know? They probably would. I think there is some... I think the reason that everybody loves Beetlejuice is because we got the perfect amount of Beetlejuice. Where you're yeah, like, exactly. We had spent so much time like leading up to her and we're like, oh, who the fuck is Beetlejuice? And when you get to Beetlejuice and it's this guy, you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Why is it this guy? And right. then when he's like funny, like the 15 minutes that he gets, he's fucking hilarious and yeah. fucking charismatic. It's like, it's like Keeps the perfect you wanting more. amount of Beetlejuice. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I get a little bit more. And oh, I get a little bit more. And then he gets eaten by a snake and then the movie ends. And then he gets a cartoon show. You can watch him every week on your own yeah, TV. You can watch him every week, unless it's now, and then you can. <laughs> you can watch him every day. You can watch it all at once if you, you can? so uh-huh. so desire. Hey, Jackson, um, get fucked. Everybody in the chat says the Nightmare Before Christmas episode would be very entertaining. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let's see. I've just written down Catherine O'Hara hot. Yeah, in all um, caps over and over again. And oh, someone I has kind actually, of... Someone has actually deleted all of my notes and just written uh, woke Beetlejuice over and over again. So I don't know what that's about. Um, I I kind of don't like the brief moment in this where they're like, you have to keep our existence a secret. The world can never know about us. Because well, it's, it's just, just like a thing stuff. that I am exhausted by in stories yeah. most of the time, yeah, yeah. to be frank. Where it's like... Oh, you can't know. Nobody can know. Nobody can know that fairies exist. You exactly. almost threatened our whole existence. Nobody can know that fucking mermaids exist. You almost <laughs> threatened our whole existence. Like, right. it's just like, fucking, maybe it's better to control the fallout of people knowing that your secret magic shit exists than to just be like, oh, they can never know. What if right. you just told them and controlled how they found out? Maybe that well, would be better. That's what I love about Toy Story. It would yeah. be so fucking easy for Toy Story to have Woody talk to Buzz and be like, the humans can't ever find out about us, you know? Or to have some fucking, like, bureaucracy toys, and they're like... Right. If they pulled a fucking boss baby, where they were like, <laughs> oh, we gotta go to toy headquarters, and these are the toys in charge. Like, that would be so fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm like, glad we didn't do that. Yeah, Toy Story shows such restraint to, like, be four movies and, like, a dozen-odd little specials in yeah. without having anyone ever say, they can't find out about us, you know? Yeah. Which is just it's so, just like, it makes it so much better. Yeah. Hey, Toy Story's a good movie. I don't yeah. know if anyone's ever said this. The fact that they can't find out about them is all subtext, and you don't yeah. need to have it explained to you. And, like, I get it. It would be, I would, it would be weird if all our toys were talking. I get why they don't <laughs> want that. I right. understand. The last thing I have written down is just that uh, it's weird that those football players show up in their house at the end. Yeah. Because, like, they don't know each other. Or what's, <laughs> like, yeah, they're, like, they, the advertising in the end of the movie kind of makes it seem like the football players become a part of the family. <laughs> I guess. And I don't know where the fuck that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's funny when they're following the lady around and they keep calling her coach. I think that's funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, would it be fun if I found, and I will find one of these. I haven't started looking yet, but if I found uh, right, cool. a one-star review that was somebody talking about how problematic Beetlejuice is and read it in woke Beetlejuice's voice. Yeah, you can do that. That's okay. fine. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me just a minute. I just want to say... We can just chat for a minute while I'm scrolling through. Yeah. I don't remember how old Lydia is in this movie. I think she's like 14, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. I say, we're both past (laughs) the age of thinking. I have a thought. Okay. (laughs) I was like, yeah, probably. I was going to say, no... I was gonna say we're both past the age of like being like attracted to her, but like that I know that was like a, a like an awakening for a lot of kids. They're like, oh, Lydia's hot. Right. And Lydia is hot. If, if if it's appropriate for her to be hot, it's like the thing right. with Catherine O'Hara in if Modern Day You. It's just like, exactly. Yeah, if you're 14, she's hot. But like, That's I just a love weird... the ending. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I I know what you're gonna talk about, but it's like I just love at the ending when she's like in. The, like her like school uniform like she looks so fucking cute and she's like happy but she's still like goth like she still looks like lydia but she just looks like happy and she's like wearing nice clothes it's just very cute and i like it yeah i it's always like the, yeah. the scenario of like watching an old movie and seeing an actor who's currently like 75 back when they were young and being like damn they could like really get it where it's like oh yeah I don't know, for some reason, if you're looking at somebody, like, that is appropriately aged for you right now, you can just be like, yeah, they're super hot, and I'd love to fucking hit it. You're just like, that's the end of that thought. But then, like... That's the end of that thought, because there's no reality. But, and the thing is, is that you never will. There's no reality in which I will ever meet Anya Taylor-Joy and become romantically entangled with her. But, like, for some reason, that is, like, easier to entertain in my head than me meeting young Catherine O'Hara, <laughs> you know? It's, like, just yeah, this yeah, yeah. weird dissonance that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, I, I couldn't be with her because she's old now. Uh, also because right. she's Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if she was yeah. young, I'm not going to go have sex with Catherine O'Hara. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that weird thing of, like, characters that you, like, thought were hot when you were, like, little. That, like, as you grow up, you're like, oh, I can't think that they're hot anymore. Like, every single man on the whole planet and Ariel from The Little Mermaid. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Just, like, every single man on the planet. It's like, oh, man, it gets more and more inappropriate for me to be in love with Ariel from The Little Mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Sorry, I'm looking through... I'm trying to talk about my sexual feelings while also yeah. reading. I guess other I'm things. just calling out Travis McElroy and also Danny Sexbang, but that's just like I don't know. That's the majority of the media that I intake <sighs> anyway. So <laughs> this is something we just need to discuss, and I'm going to put this in the podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. They announced a couple of days ago um, that one of the bad guys is in Spider-Man Three, the new Spider-Man yes. Three. Yes. Is going... Do you know about this? I think I know what you're talking about. It's going to be Electro, as played by Jamie Foxx, who played Electro in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh. Like, coming on top of J.K. Simmons already being in the new Spider-Mans also... 
I'm trying That's to figure out hilarious. if Marvel has just decided they don't give a fuck and they'll bring people in to play characters again if they like them enough, or That's if they're, fine. like, actually hey, trying everybody. to set up a Spider-Verse thing. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, everybody fucking fight me. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was fucking good. Yeah, Amazing I'm Spider-Man 2 is good. kill all you. It's yeah, fucking uh-huh. good. When he's, like, they do, like, the electricity... And, like, just his whole shit and the way that he looks. He looks so fucking cool as Electro. Yeah. And, like, when he fucking, like, he's fighting Spider-Man and they're, like, at the, like, electrical place. And, like, the electrical, like, reverberation sounds like the, like, the Spider-Man spider. theme. But he's, like, making fun. It's, like, it's so, it's so good. And, like, fucking, I saw somebody who was, like, I fucking hate that movie because they fucking kill Gwen Stacy just so Peter Parker can be sad about it. And it's like, that is a valid thing to think, but that's not that fucking movie's fault. That's all of Spider-Man Forever's yeah. fault. Like, you can't be like, I don't like that movie because of that, because that movie did not invent that. <laughs> right. And, like, okay, just speaking of Andrew Garfield, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, like, I don't need to diss on somebody who's tangentially in my social circle, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosmonaut Marcus made a, I, I don't know his actual name. I don't know, whatever. Um... <laughs> Made a video about those where one of his central points was like, um, actually, uh, I shouldn't do a goofy voice for somebody who's a real person I might know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh. like, his whole point was, like, it's actually kind of messed up because, like, you know, Spider-Man, like, Uncle Ben dies and then he just becomes this, like, vigilante just, like, beating the shit out of criminals and, like being violent and like Criminals? and like vengeful it's like that's not the spider-man i know when like that's literally the point is that he's like lashing out because he's grieving and doing shitty things yeah. that he probably shouldn't be proud of and then once he yeah, gets like, some sort of like growth and catharsis he stops doing that and moves on from those kind of activities that's like literally not even like subtext yeah. in the movie it's like it's literally about like his teen aggression like that's yeah. what it is like if you want to he's like, so angry and horny all the time all the time but like before you said that goof <laughs> i was gonna say like it's kind of i mean the first thing that like it came to mind was like like school shooters and that kind of thing like it's somebody right. like, he's so angry and he's so hurt and he doesn't know what to do about it so he's like i'm just gonna fucking kick the shit out of people and it's like oh shit spider-man might become a villain because he's so fucking angry that his uncle's dead like and he just <laughs> right. doesn't know what to fucking do about it like it's good and fucking andrew garfield is great in those movies he does he's such a good peter parker yeah. i genuinely love his peter parker a whole lot because fucking toby Maguire is a pretty good spider-man He's the fucking worst Peter Parker. I hate his Peter Parker. <laughs> and see, like, I feel like a lot of people don't give the Amazing Spider-Man movies enough credit for, like, the sort of stylistic swing that it takes. Where they were like, what if oh, we yeah. did no, Spider-Man? What suit? if we did Spider-Man, but it was, like, a Diablo Cody, like, mumblecore movie? <laughs> it's like, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's just cool. It's good. And those movies it's are good, good. And everyone can eat my nuts about it. Yeah, God. It's good. I'm so tired of people being like, uh, why there are a million Spider-Man movies? And then also being like, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 is amazing. And be like, shut the fuck up. Why is it that whenever I'm just scrolling around on Letterboxd in my everyday life, I can, like, there's always somebody just being like, this movie is rape culture. Like, no matter Uh what. 
And now, and when now I'm when trying to it. find one in a movie that it might kind of be applicable for, I can't yeah. find one. <laughs> the one where they might have a point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, I'm going to abandon that planned bit because I couldn't find any, and I'm in the one and a half stars mm-hmm. already. But I did find a really good one. <clears throat> and let's be clear here. It's going to sound yes. like this person is trolling, but I've taken a peek at their account, and I'm very, very certain they are not. Oh, no. So, Adeline, keeping that yes. in mind, would you like to hear a 3 out of 10 review of Beetlejuice? I would. This person says, This movie ruined my favorite musical for me. It's done poorly, mm-hmm. and it didn't have the full story. They filled this whole thing with nonsense that isn't relevant or useful to the story, so thanks for nothing, I guess. Oh... 2013 Tumblr. Anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Alan McMurray. I was trying to do that to like the theme of Mrs. Universe. Like 2013 Tumblr was like walking down the stage. There she is. Okay. 2013 <laughs> Tumblr. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's hard to even, because, because the musical's like two years old. Yeah, I just like, don't understand how this could be. How can you not understand that this is the 80s and not the present? This this came out in the past. So logically, this had to come out before the musical. Like, is this person like 13? They got it. And, so, and like their be. parents showed them Beetlejuice, maybe? Like the musical? You know, they were probably... No, here's what happened. They found Beetlejuice the musical on TikTok or on Tumblr. And they were like... I fucking love this. This is my whole shit. I love this. Beetlejuice is my ooh-woo baby. I love all this shit. And then their parents and then their dad was like, oh, hey, child of mine that I love and want to share my interests with. Why don't you watch the original Beetlejuice with me, my child that I love? Right. And they were like, all right, dad. And then they watched it and they were like, but, but, but what? But how could you not understand that it came first is the thing. I, maybe you don't understand how time works yet. You know when you're... I think it has to be completely independent. I think if you're interacting with any other person, the fact that Beetlejuice the musical was based on the movie would have to come up. So here's the other scenario. I think this person saw the play and like on TikTok or whatever and just naturally assumed that it's like a revival of a really old play. Which is not an yeah. unreasonable assumption to make, because almost all plays are old. Yes. Um, and just googled Beetlejuice and saw that there was a movie also and must have assumed it was backwards. That's the only well, thing I can yeah. imagine. Well, I think their thought was like, Beetlejuice the movie? They made a movie out of my musical? Right, And right. they clicked on it, and then it's like... But even still... I don't know how this person exists. <laughs> okay, anyway, did we say our names already? My name is probably. I think yeah, we, we did. did. We're good, we're good. We did. Where am I? I'm Jackson McFerry, you're Adeline McFerry's experience a lot. I don't know how I'm going to edit this together. I'll figure it out. See you on the podcast. Fuck out of here. Maybe now is the actual end. Maybe before was. I don't know. Maybe this is the end of the podcast.